guys, K.O. here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans. This is an exciting setup today because I am welcoming Nye, a.k.a. Call Me Coffee. She's the founder of Coffee Sips Tea Podcast, and she's going to interview me a little bit. I'm going to interview her a little bit, and we get into everything from God, universe, faith, DiGiorno pizza, and so many things in between. We share our journeys and what we're inspired by and faithful about. So this is an awesome conversation for anyone that's looking to get inspired and lean back into doing something purposeful. Nai, I so appreciate the time and energy. I'm excited to see what is next for you. And I can't wait to get this gospel choir going. Have a great day. Be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to check out the video on YouTube. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. We are doing a combined show today. I'm so excited. And this is a, uh, a connect through PodFest. So shout out to them. Um, but I'm we're going to have just an open conversation of two podcasters in our journey. So I'm going to welcome Nye, uh, a.k.a. Call Me Coffee. And her podcast is Coffee Sips Tea. And she's going to be interviewing me. So Nye, you want to jump in here? Yeah, I can't believe that you did that. Like you knew my name and like everything. You got the whole name right. Yes, you gotta say the whole thing. Coffee Sipsy in the building. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so I so I'm interviewing you first. I've never done anything like this before. <laughs> we're this just gonna so cool. we're just gonna see how it goes. And what I actually love though, when I was listening to some of your show mm-hmm. is um, you are very much the turmeric. You're like methodical and relaxing. And easy yes. to to. And then I'm the tequila where I'm like, hey. <laughs> so if you're listening right now, you're about to get um, you're about to get soothed by her and then just spiked by me. So we've got all the things Sweet. happening right now. Sweetness. And like, yeah, <laughs> Jesus totally was into wine. So like <laughs> have a glass of bubbly, I don't know, mimosa. Nice. Are you into mimosas? Absolutely. I'm sipping uh, lemon water right now because it's early on a Sunday, but I'm totally yeah. here for especially bottomless mimosas. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good right now. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I need a little drink, but hey. that's neither here nor there. Okay. But <laughs> it's 5 so p.m. Like, somewhere. Yeah. Well, well, how did you come up with the, the concept, uh, turmeric and tequila? Yeah. So I yeah. am a longtime athlete longtime lover of fun and having fun and partying. And, um, I got into the highly competitive athletic situation and there was always kind of this box you were put in of like, you know, you shouldn't drink or you shouldn't do this, which I'm an advocate for. Like once you're in the super competitive zone, that being said, I think balance to it and having your life and not getting so far into that competitive mindset, which you can easily get lost in, um, is, is brutal. So it's critical to have that balance. And I also come from marketing branding where everybody's trying to put you into boxes and stuff. And as you know, as we get into 2022, we know that none of us are any one thing. We are a, a balance of many things and wear many hats. So this podcast is in turmeric and tequila is here to have those conversations about people questioning a better way and kind of doing their own path. Right. Cause that was totally me like watching exercise videos and just eating potato chips. I mean, <laughs> yes. I didn't feel like yes. I feel like I worked out by like watching the infomercials. So that's kind of cool that you retain that party girl that that kind of feels. Were you a party girl back in college? 
Uh, well, I, I played lacrosse in college. So okay. um, lacrosse and rugby are notorious uh, drinkers, to be honest. But we okay. had like one day off a week. So we crammed it into yeah. one day. So all my like high school crew, like my high school friends, they were partying, mm-hmm. you know, three, four days a week. I remember talking to them and I was like, oh, my God, we can never do that. But that one day we got, we went. Yes, in. that's right. I mean, why? I mean, it's not fun to have a diet if you don't have a cheat day. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't even believe in diets anyway. Be, why restrict yourself? Just kind of work it into uh, what you eat on a daily, like a salad with some fries, a burger yes. with a salad. Some turmeric with some tequila. Yes, that's that's it. So when did you decide to go forward with like this podcasting and this this concept? Um, I, well, being in marketing, so I'm just turned 42. So I kind of missed Mm -hmm. Instagram and everything growing up. Thank God. Like I didn't get Mm -hmm. Facebook until after high or after uh, college. Like, so, so I didn't have like that influence in my role, but obviously as females and you know, there's so much pressure in general to be a certain way. And I was coaching at the time high school, I coached for 10 years out of college at high school across. And I saw the impact of social media firsthand of like my young girls or realities coming through the cell phone and it's smoke and mirrors and being on the marketing branding side. Like I knew that I worked with fitness influencers and I saw how much was not true and getting to know myself and do my own core values and not top one is honesty. So it ate my soul to be like, God, I'm, I'm seeing this for my young people being impacted by social media. And then on the flip side, I'm in the marketing branding world. I'm almost like a part of the problem. So I was like, we got it. I don't know how, I mean, I don't solve the problem. We don't fix it, but I, I believe that you, you know, you can be contribute and be part of the solution wherever you can. I just felt compelled to, you know, create this platform if one person heard it or a million or whatever, of just really highlighting like what I call my varsity humans, questioning a better way. So there was an example of people doing things truthfully, the right way, outside of status quo, but it worked for them. So I just, the tumor Catila was just about that balance and finding my varsity people to come on. Maybe they didn't want to be influencers. A lot of them don't, but they had this really cool journey to share. So I'm like, you know, if we can just somehow put examples of good people like you doing good things questioning their own path like i love that our shows are completely different but we're both kind of just questioning a better way um right. i think it's important conversation especially for our young people to hear you're right and you're all about graciously disrupting the status quo <laughs> yeah. so i like that because that's how jesus was too i mean mm. i'm not highly religious i'm very spiritual so you might hear me you know talking about the word here and there i'm sorry you guys that's just my thing i leave with yeah. the faith so um like how do you feel about that like incorporating your own internal values finding other like-minded people to disrupt the, the status quo and what does that mean like for you yeah so i think it's really important i didn't grow up religious at all and mm-hmm. uh, another reason i'm excited to have this conversation because between us we have two totally different points of view but again now we've come yeah. to like the same conclusion which i think is really magical um mm-hmm. and, and or, or no conclusion and it's just finding your own path but i mm-hmm. i didn't grow up religious but i loved the idea of community and gathering so i wanted to go to church even though i, mm-hmm. I mean it wasn't really the message i just like people getting together on a sunday and like dressing up and mm-hmm. eating good breakfast after so right. i i wanted to do it but not not having it um, as a child, I kind of sought it out uh, as an adult, you know, because I do think believing in something larger than yourself is critical. And right. there's tons of studies out there that show that that's like one of the, the six pillars of well-being. And that's whatever you believe, just believing in something bigger. And right. um, I don't know. I just think it's really critical. And I think that there's, you know, 
even if you're not super into like spiritual or the woo or religion, there is scientific proof of, you know, how a lot of these religions started in one place and they're, they're different versions of kind of the same thing. And I know people won't agree with me, but it's like, it started in certain parts of the world and like people digested differences and it's written differently. But if you look and compare different religions, a lot of it's similar. It's just labeled a little bit different. So I don't know. I think there's so much conversation on it. And that's why I like your podcast because you do, you know, a lot of the different things and you can kind of compare them. And I think that's really what it's about. So for me at this point, it's just having something larger and knowing that there's larger order to things that's and mm-hmm. being kind of spiritually connected. That's what's the important angle for me. That's, that's cool that I'm hearing you saying like having connection is very important for you. Being authentic is definitely important and just aligning with your own core values and just having fun uh, while you're doing that. So I, I really love the concept and did you say that you were 42? I know we talked about it behind <laughs> yeah. the scenes. <laughs> yes. You look super young. You got to tell you. us your secret. Share your secret. Uh, the t- you this the skincare portion. Regime. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm okay. pretty intentional. Being in like health and wellness, and I didn't answer your question mm-hmm. about graceful disruption, but to, to me, yeah. that is basically about, um, I put the graceful in there. I have four younger or three younger brothers and- mm-hmm. We're not the most graceful beast. So like it, people ask me if I'm from New York all the time in the East Coast because I'm yeah. pretty straightforward and, and talk fast, obviously. But um, that grace portion <laughs> is, you know, we got to we got to yeah. disrupt things, but you don't always need to kick down the door. So that's mostly for yeah. me. It's about cultivating conversation versus just shouting your opinion. Um, right. But the health secrets, I, I, I think as much as I'm here for like Botox and blowouts for your hair and all that stuff, really, mm-hmm. I think it's about curiosity and um internal happiness and just feeling good energy and doing things you love i saw that um you are a very trained musician and singer mm-hmm. i'm excited to talk about that oh um, yeah i think stepping into your <laughs> gifts keeps you young mm-hmm. i think that kind of mm-hmm. stuff is is equally as important may, like, more important than any of the physical stuff we can do oh yes Absolutely. Just trying to stay youthful, young. People have told me that too, that I have a very youthful spirit. I'm almost 40 myself, so I'm getting up there. Oh, okay. But yeah, Never I just want guessed. to keep it young. Right. Right. Um, but I think that you're in your 20s. Exactly. You just kind of <laughs> think life, how it comes. I like your idea of saying cultivating conversation because that's what faith is always about. It's about having an open discussion and dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, and coming to some kind of understanding. Um, so it's just that invitation. Let's have a dialogue. And it's okay if we don't agree, but there yeah. are definite universal concepts like do unto others as you would have done unto you. Like that's just pretty universal. Just having respect for other people, having decency towards your fellow human being. So yeah. And I love that you just are into health and wellness and that you are on the lacrosse team. I'm not too familiar with that. (laughs) Um, I have, you know, hand eye coordination problems. So not really my thing, <laughs> but um, I try to play volleyball. It, it was a fail for me. I was just like, nope, no more. Mm-mm. I will watch. You were crushing but the music I, game. That's why. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I kind of did get more towards, like, music, singing. I sang in the gospel choir. I sang in the school choir. I did, like, theater and acting. Um, That's really my first love. I did um do some, like, matte stuff, and okay. I did... Yeah, like, so I did that. Like, I was a, a fitness master, but my style is really laid back. So, um, like, step aerobics, 
back when it was really big, back yes. in the um, 90s, early 2000s. Yes. Oh, yeah. They need to bring it back. I'm totally here for that. It's because yes. it's like the music and movement and it's awesome. And you're like, it's again, it's community. You're with a bunch of people. I love all that stuff. Right. So we're both like on the same same page as far as like communal settings. Yeah. Um, having healthy dialogue and conversation and just a sense of culture so I mean as long as you're being yourself it's okay like I I just lead with myself I know I'm socially awkward I know I can be shy I know I'm a person of color it's all good and that's what is so awesome too about podcasting like there's literally room for everyone just be who who you are and just respect does go a long way and and humility so um, as far as, yeah, the music thing, I just love it. It's one of my first loves. I've been singing since I was seven. Yeah. Well, tell us, tell so, us a little about that. Well, I'll, I'll flip yeah. it to you now. I mean, tell us if you don't mind. Um, and yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep answering questions, but I'm so curious. Yeah. It's so uh-huh. funny. So when I was reading your bio, I, um, and I, I could not echo your statements and agree with you more of like how welcoming and wonderful the podcast community is. And even mm-hmm. if we have like our little awkwardnesses on things, like I had certain fear around getting on the mic, it is yeah. such a welcoming space. So um, right. it's been so like awesome and healing and learning for me. But when I was reading your bio, one of the things I want to do, and I have zero musical background, I, I, I love music and I think it's such an important part of my world, but my yeah. dream is to build a gospel choir. I don't know why. Really? Or, yes, I swear. <laughs> It's, and so when I was reading that, I was like, oh my God, it's like my humans are showing up in my world that are connected to this. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't have any expertise in it. But anyways, when I saw it, I was fascinated with that. So I'm really excited to hear. Tell us a little bit about why you got into podcasting and like your background. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I started out back in 2018, but all of the the things that I put out there were pre-recorded. I, I didn't actually go live until 2020. Okay. Right before the um, pandemic started. Okay. So when the pandemic started, I was like, it was still kind of a joke. We were just like at the <laughs> podcast in Orlando. We were like, listen, the only Corona we want to hear about is the beer. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you just want to do an elbow bump, we, we here for that. Yeah. And yeah. So we were sitting down, we were having kind of a, like a pod mixer like a table event and we were just kind of networking and they made me for some reason the table leader I remember that and the girls at my table we were going around talking about our podcast the name of the title child when I tell you I didn't even have a title name yet (laughs) and there were so finally they came around to me and they were like oh okay what's the name of your podcast I was like I don't know. I don't really have a name. I'm thinking of calling it Coffee Sips Tea because I've been calling myself coffee. And and they were like, dude, that sounds so cute. That sounds yeah. so cool. Like, why don't you just release it into the atmosphere? And like, whatever happens, happens. Like, yeah. why should you be afraid? Like, if it if it's not received well, so what? At least you know you did it. Yeah. And they were like, and that's so cool that you already have pre-recorded episodes. So all you have to do is press go live. Like that's it. Yeah. It's so simple, so easy. And then I was like, yeah, like why am I sitting on this content for two years? Yeah. And and then Chris um Kremitos, I think I'm gonna butcher his name. <laughs> he gave us a copy of his book called Start Ugly. And he was just like, dude, it doesn't matter how it sounds. At least, you know, you did it. You'll get to see the growth that you had from the beginning all the way to like where you are now. And I was just like, you know what? 
as as much as this terrifies me right now because I'm not good at at public speaking, I was like, I'm just gonna go go for it. And those ladies really inspire me. So that's really how I finally went live, got into podcasting, came with the name on the spot. Yeah. As I was telling it to the ladies. <laughs> and here we are two two years later. I've completed maybe a little over a hundred episodes. People have been saying, hey, I like this show, you know, and I just swallow the imposter syndrome and just keep going, you know, in <laughs> spite <laughs> right, just in spite of the fear. You just Facts. keep going. And yes. that's that's what it's about. So so when mm -hmm. I'm just gonna um direct this question to you real quick. When okay. you say like overcoming your fear like how how did you do that was it like the fear of public speaking feeling like people were going to judge you like what what the what do you mean when you say that um, I, so being in sports, so much of my confidence comes from sports and maybe you experience this with music. Right. Cause I think it's kind of a similar thing. Like you get something you're good and you're confident in. So that arena for me, yeah. no pun intended was very comfortable. So it wasn't so much public speaking that I was afraid of. It was mm -hmm. more of just saying the wrong thing. And like, as we know, with social oh, yeah. media, like it's out there forever. Like there's tweets that are coming up for celebrities from like six years ago where they said, Oh yes. Crap. So yeah. I, and, and we were coming off 2020 where, you know, there's so much around, um, diversity and inclusion and me unpacking my own white privilege and all these things, mm -hmm. which I was here to do. I didn't really fear saying the wrong because I knew like I was going to say dumb crap at some point. Like that was no problem. Okay. But it was just like, are are we doing enough? Do we know enough? And and what are what are we like? What's podcasting? Nobody really knows what's right and what's wrong. It's still kind of like the Wild West. So there's no like yes. marker of of are we doing heavily this right? unregulated right with, right so it's like who which like, we love yeah we love it, it is <laughs> yes and on the flip side that fear mm -hmm. was like comforted by the fact that like this isn't handcuffed no one knows what they're doing so just do it um but I also felt heavy responsibility like I said before knowing that like my kiddos are digesting this marketing and branding and crap off Instagram like the reality is defined by social media I felt heavily responsible to show up and do what I would consider the right thing as like show like highlighting all these incredible people in my lives and like just share them as examples um because they were they are so great I'm like I know this can disrupt some of what our kiddos are seeing so I I think the responsibility outweighed the fear would be my short answer okay so you about, feel like you had a responsibility to share your thoughts with people regardless yeah and not even That's my thoughts it's really more about my guests like I do obviously okay. talk a lot but it's really mm -hmm. I had awesome people in my world because of my job and it's like a lot of athletes and leaders and um just talented humans and I'm like god I, I just wanted like our again, our young people to see what they're doing because they were such inspiring examples to me. I knew mm -hmm. if I could create some space for them to shine or talk yeah. or converse, like it would it would hit home somehow. Um, so yeah. I guess just kind of blind faith. Right. Okay. I can I can take that to to put you on the spot there. So it wasn't about being afraid. It's that the people that you want to connect with is more important yeah. than any fear that you could ever have. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. get it. And did there you, is a bit, yeah. Do, do you identify with that anymore? Like, did you, when you were, you were doing solo cast, like, did you feel compelled yes. to share your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience? I, f I did feel compelled to highlight the stories of people around me, mm -hmm. um, in addition to my own. Cause I'm like, well, talking about myself all day, every day, I mean, it can get boring. I don't think that I'm that highly of an interesting person, oh, but highlighting. Dis disagree, but okay. 
<laughs> I think I think that's good though. Humility is also good, not to interrupt you. So right. I'm here for both sides. Right. And then it's like it's humbling to yeah. um to be putting yourself out there and also giving a, a platform to other people as well was always um going to be important to me, especially uh some of charitable um, deeds out there or just people that don't have that voice um, yeah. because I I think even before podcasting um, back in 2017 I just wanted to do something more meaningful uh, with my life if that makes sense like sure. the corporate grind it just wasn't fulfilling anymore mm-hmm. and I just had like this I don't know I just had this moment where I was just seeking God for myself like you know it's not enough for me to just go to work, clock in and clock out every day. I need something more that yeah. can advance the kingdom of God. And I was just thinking about like, what does the scripture says? The scripture says perfect and undefiled religion is this, to care for the orphans and to look after the, the widows. And then looking at my life and saying, does my life mirror that? Does my life reflect that at all? Or am I just making it all about me. So I felt like it was really important to highlight the stories of others in the community, especially those that may not really have a voice and bring glory to God in that way. I love it. Yeah. Can can you tell, because just because I genuinely think your background is so fascinating, uh, especially for someone that didn't come from religion, but like, can you share a little bit about your background and what kind of drove you on this journey of seeking your own truth? Absolutely. So I did come from like a heavily religious background. Like I was in church pretty much seven days a week. And if I had to describe my religion past, my religious past was more uh, Pentecostal. So just imagine like I went to a church school. I was in church on Saturday. Wow. (laughs) And then I would go to church with my grandmother on Sundays. So I was in three different (laughs) churches. And I didn't, I never questioned it. Like to me, that was really normal. Uh, It was the norm to just always be praying like 24 seven. I didn't understand really what I was praying about or what I was doing. Um, So I don't know so much if I was heavily indoctrinated. I don't know if that's the right word, Um, but I was exposed to religion at a, a very young age. I can't remember a time when church wasn't a part of my life. So I was pretty much raised in churchianity if I had to, to I like give that. that away. Right. So at what point, like as, you know, as, so as young, I mean, as kid, you, you were a good kid, I think I might've been a little bit more of a rebellion being like, what are we doing here? I want to go play. But yeah. um, <laughs> at what point were you like, okay, I've seen, you know, three church experiences, even if it was all kind of under the same umbrella of the same religion. When were you like, I'm going to question my version of this? Mm, that's a good question. So like I was a decent kid. I wasn't so bad. I think I felt like I was missing something. Like I wasn't learning enough. There was just a tug in my heart. Like there had to be more. And, um, I was kind of searching for God on my own to have my own relationship with him, not just a religious experience, but like an actual relationship. And that's when the journey began. So this probably happened maybe in high school when I started getting into singing in gospel choir yeah. and doing the fitness and doing theater and everything. 
And I was one of the people that was hand selected for a, a music group. Yes. And we would like travel around the tri-state area, being invited to different churches. And we were our own like private youth ministry. So, and we did not consider ourselves a religion. We considered ourselves non-denominational. And, and I felt like Father God was pouring into us so much. Like we were being blessed. We were receiving so many gifts from God. And then we became arrogant because oh. like, yeah, like everyone just imagine like you're growing up, you're being invited to all these different ministries. Your name is like the top of the line on the bill. And we even won competitions. We won national competitions. Okay. We were supposed to be. So I think the first taste of like a little fame was like when we won a competition, we became first place. We told all our friends and families like, hey, we're going to be on TV. Check it out. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So do we, all know, of our do friends, we know this competition? Was it like um, America's Got Talent it, or something? Should I say this? Should I say this? Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know. Are they listening? Are they going to get mad at you? Um, Did you just sign an NDA? It, no, I didn't sign an NDA. Oh, I so think I, I mean, like, I can't talk about it, but don't come for me. Okay. Yeah. No, whatever <laughs> you're comfortable with. <laughs> I don't need don't this. Okay, I will say this. God coming at us. Yeah. No, I will okay. say this. I will say this. It was a gospel fest. Okay. It was a nationally recognized gospel fest. They still hold it to this day. Oh, and I'm we and we that. came in first place. Yes, but this is okay. before we right. We came in first place. We got that. We told all our friends and families like, "Hey, we're gonna be on TV. Check us out. We're yeah. gonna be on the news." Yes. Okay. Okay. So this should have been like my warning sign. <laughs> <laughs> so just imagine like all your friends, all your families. They're on the phone. We don't have cell phones just yet. So we're all on the phone, cordless, landline, whatever. We're tuning. We're pat. We're up past our bedtime. You know, waiting for the eleven o'clock news, whatever, coming on. And now they finally talk about this gospel fest and whatever, whatever. They do mention that we were number one, but no footage of us. Oh, oh, nothing. Oh, that's it's like it never happened. Yeah. Oh. Like Ooh. what a bummer, right? Like, yeah. like we're a bunch of teens. We're excited, you know. Our first taste of fame, nothing. <laughs> that is terrible. So what happened? So we went back to our regularly scheduled programming. We kept singing, <laughs> of course. Acceptable, right? But it was just like you know. I feel like some of us were thinking, you know, there's a possibility that we may not become the next. Kirk Franklin and God's yeah. property. Yeah. So we might want to think about a plan B. <laughs> you know, we might want to, you know, apply to a couple of colleges or something because we were meeting with like music executives. We were meeting with some of the top gospel artists. They were inviting us to come on stage and sing. But it's interesting. You don't know anything about us today. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like that was kind of like humility. You know, yeah. because if you do become very arrogant and start thinking it's about you and not about glorifying God, mm -hmm. it can as easily be taken away. So I, I took that as a lesson personally. I don't know where my other uh, members are today. I think we kept in touch and then kind of fell out of touch, you know, as oh. time went by. But I don't think I've ever shared that story. 
Ah, this is what happened. It's my I first time. I, We're having a I, that, I love it though. Moment. How I don't know how you could say this isn't interesting. Like I, I, did, yes. I have not interesting stories like that. Um, but yeah. I think that's well. Number one, it's amazing that it happened because I think it's really hard. Yeah. And the music community and the music business is brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it just is. it's it's and it's. I think it's gotten better because of social media and a little bit, yes. um, equal in air quotes. Um, but not really. Like it's a pretty slimy business, long and short. But. I think it's amazing that you not only had that experience as a young person, but you could Mm -hmm. digest it as you did of like, oh, I shouldn't be, you know, depressed over this or whatever. I'm sure those emotions happen, but you took like Mm -hmm. the gold from it and like the lesson from it. I think that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. At a young age, I was probably more mature than I am now. So I'm here for that. You're right. I'm growing in reverse, obviously. Um, but back in those days, like I just saw God so clearly and like how he was moving and like God would bless me with a lot of insight at a young age. So when you get, have that kind of, um, connection, it's hard to get like angry. It's hard to like complain and grumble when you have that kind of insight at that age, because God would always tell me like, things are going to be okay. Like, you're going to be fine. Like, I bless you with gifts too. Like, there's no need to compare yourself to others. You know, I bless them, but I blessed you too. And like, if I have a word for somebody else, you can go ahead and give them the word. But you got to be careful too. Like, God would also warn me, but he would meet me like where I was. Like, I always compare myself to the, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, Mm -hmm. because here she was saying like, look at a man that has told me all I ever did. Could he be the Messiah? And like her reaction to him was not one of shame, was not one of disappointment. It was one of excitement. Like, look, I'm having an encounter with this supernatural being. So I always describe myself as somebody who is messy. I'm a hot mess, take it or leave it. And and feeling blessed to be able to share a message about the Messiah. So that's what she did. She brought everybody closer to Jesus and they asked him to stay. So yes. that that's my takeaway from this Ooh. whole thing that we call life. Amen. 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 You know? Yeah. I yes. yeah, you're you're super fired for saying you're not interesting, number one. But number two, <laughs> I, I cannot agree with you more that like because I when I think about my 18 year old self, I love that you just said that. I was mm-hmm. so clear on so many things and now at 42 and I'm like, God dang, like how how am I losing grasp on what I had as a zero year old? And now I'm like wandering through the fields like when looking for like these arrows which direction to go so it's i i think that's so um it's interesting not to be redundant but it's remarkable how young we can be and be enlightened because i think as you get older you get filters you you get doubt just because of society and whatever but as kiddos like we are clear on stuff and it's like it's such a great exercise to think about your young self and lean back into what was always there and let that provide clarity yeah, so you said that you were into athleticism and you've always wanted to start a gospel choir. I think that's cool. I think that's amazing. I don't, I mean, have, have things come in your life, maybe podcasting, that was the pull for you, but like, has anything come in your life where you're like, you feel called, you feel pulled, but it doesn't make sense at all, but you somehow followed uh-huh. it? Um, it didn't make sense for me at that time to do, um, I'm a holistic creative coach too. It didn't make sense for me to do that. But once um, people started 
when once God made it very clear to me, like that's what he wanted me to be doing also, yeah. like he would send the clients. And one yes. of the questions that would come up was like, how did you find out about this? Like one lady was like, I literally had a dream of someone that looked like you. I had a dream of you. And then I was on the website and I saw your face. Shut and I was up. like, okay, that's powerful. Yes. yes. Oh my I'm actually God. supposed to be meeting with her today. So oh, shoot. Okay. I hope I'm not interrupting. Right. No, but that's okay. <laughs> like, but like, I was like, I was like, get out of here. Yeah. Like you're lying. She was like, no, seriously. I had a dream about you oh. and we were talking in the dream and I, I looked on the website and I saw your face. Mm -hmm. So I said, that's going to be my coach. And I was like, okay, girl, shut up and keep talking because this, <laughs> this is not making any sense. I, and so, and I, I had to be real with her. I was like, listen, I do not have any experience. She was probably like the second client that has showed up in these, these, what we call hot sessions. And she, she was amazing to work with. And she would tell me like, I'm in my forties. Like who would want to hear me? Like she would say, say some horrible things about herself uh -huh. and i would be like girl but look at tina turner like yeah. that's when she started her mm -hmm. career mm -hmm. she was a 40 year old woman you know mm -hmm. and she's she started her life brand new and she went on to have an amazing solo career so like how could you say that about yourself that's so limiting yeah. and she was like well let me think on it and I would tell her the things that I saw for her. And I was just like, I, I see something for you, but you don't have to believe me. Like, it's it's really up to you. And she was like, okay. So then fast forward, the girl buys a ticket, hops on a plane, what? and ends up in Europe. I'm like, what? This? What are you doing out there? She's like, I'm in, in France. I'm, I'm in South France. I'm like, how did you get over there? She was like, well, you know, you said you're always traveling and being adventurous. I just want to do something I've never done before. Like, I've never left the States or whatever. I was like, well, girl, let me know your address so I can send you some goodies. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, people would just be like, you know, you believed in me when other people didn't. You believed yeah. in me when... I didn't even believe in myself mm -hmm. and that's all I needed. I just needed to be motivated. And uh, I think another girl, she became a self-taught DJ. She does production, yes. um, music production. She just got up the same thing, got up, left, went to um, a whole another state. And she did whatever she had to do to make it. And I think she flies out and she DJs uh, for people. So I'm just saying, like, a lot of the limits that we place, we're, there are limits that we place on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, when God looks at us, he sees abundance for us. He sees so many amazing opportunities. You know, he can see mm -hmm. the entire journey. We can't. So for us, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of uncertainty. But like if we trust him or as like one one student said, are you saying like to trust the process? Like I said, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Trust God's process. He definitely got this. He'll meet you where you are. You're a work in progress. And like we do those kind of like affirmations. We've had to build classes around that because it wasn't that people didn't have gifts. It wasn't that people didn't have talents. It was that. 
people lacked confidence. Like that was like the major thing that I've kept running into mm-hmm. with others, even with myself. It was just like a lack of confidence. So yeah. that's like one of the main things that I've had to build up with with clients. Unfortunately, before we could even begin actually um, doing the the work, it was really just building up confidence. Yeah. I hear that. Well, yeah. I, I I love in the beginning though that you are a coach, you are yeah. an you know an acclaimed artist and singer and like, but you said like I'm a mess and I love that because I mean truth again mm-hmm. is honesty is my top core value and I think yeah. anyone's lying to you if they say they have it all together and yet in that mess I think mm-hmm. that is where the experience and the gold comes from for you then to mm-hmm. share that wisdom that you've gained. So like when you're saying like oh I wasn't experienced you're my first client, the reality is like you grew up like in this yeah. extraordinary experience it, as a young grounded human like you did have experience you just didn't define it as that because yeah. it wasn't like society's resume but right. it, it is I, it, I do think it takes somebody else to kind of pull that gold out of you sometimes do you have sometimes. a coach like, is there somebody you go to perhaps it's I actually Lord. do I have someone that I go to for support because coaches need coaches right for sure, so, for sure. Um, I actually go every Monday to inner circle like a master class called Juno Rise I'm joining cool. it with Cynthia Concordia she's awesome okay um, she's from the Philippines very nice lady and she reached out just to you know just saying hi and how you're doing just introducing herself and she, she stayed in contact when I didn't have the funds, when it wasn't mm-hmm. in my budget. She mm-hmm. just constantly, she was like, and then I said, I feel so bad. I'm like, I don't have any money to give you. I cannot afford you. You're above my budget. And I don't want you to like lower your standards for me. Like, who is me? If you are a $5,000, you know, coach mm-hmm. per session, then that's who you are, you know? And she was like, nah, I don't do this for money. Yeah. Like I I genuinely want to help people. Like this is why I'm a life coach. So I was like, man, that was so powerful. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, girl, sign me up when you're ready. Yeah. Just wow. sign me up. And then she she finally had a program designed that was uh budget friendly, but still honoring her you know, her price point. And we've been just meeting up every Monday. There's a lot of different speakers. There's a lot of different coaching tidbits. She asked me to to actually do a guest session. Yes. So I did a coaching session with them. So like, that's the, the thing about, about life. You just never know like who you're going to end up connecting with, who you're going to have an opportunity with. I love how you call me an acclaimed artist. People do not get the the wrong idea. I'm not an acclaimed artist. You you are though. You, I mean, you have extraordinary. I, I, you have like musical training. I'm not even talking about being on like the famous show or anything like that. Like okay. you have extensive experience in it, and uh-huh. I I mean, you you have the ethos and the resume there. You truly do. Okay. Okay, well, you said not by society standards, which I like that you said that. That's well, the awesome. resume, because everybody right. wants to see this resume, but how many things in life, like the hard lessons we've learned, aren't on yeah. the resume? And like, I've got a hundred jobs in my resume that I didn't learn shit. And it's like, okay, <laughs> well, I'm glad that like, helps you sleep at night as hiring person. But the reality right. is I I could put a hundred like athletic experience when I was taken off teams or like my heart was ripped out. But mm-hmm. that was like, that's what instilled the leadership in me. So it's just funny. Like mm-hmm. when I say society's resume, it's just because yeah. we are so trained to just read what's on your LinkedIn and that only tells like right. one piece of the story one angle but it's not telling the time when you got your heart broken exactly when you got when you went through social ex- um rejection yes. or when you 
had your first taste of something foreign or you went off to another country. Mm-hmm. It's not telling those life experiences. I hear you. Right. And that's like, that would be cool. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should like rewrite our resume. <laughs> Do a different LinkedIn like, site. It's not LinkedIn, yeah. the truth. <laughs> right. Not LinkedIn, but the truth. Here's my true resume. I love it. It's funny that we're even talking about coaching because that's kind of been on my mind because I do a lot of like mm-hmm. leadership stuff and I'm like, God, does the world need like one more life? It's kind of like podcasting. It's like, does the world need one more podcast? And they, I, I always tell people, yes, I think everyone should have one because you using your voice. If one person hears it, like I, I just have such deep faith that it'll find the right people. Um, right. But it's funny that we're talking about this because so much of what you're saying is resonating with me personally. Um, and I love that your coach like was so authentic and being like, I'll, I'll find a way to make this work. And then when yes. the time comes, you do have the funds or whatever, like you stay. Yeah. I think to me, that just restores faith in humanity. Like there really are mm. tons of good people out there. Yes, there are. When they are so on board with just being an alignment or just being there to genuinely support you and cheer you on, like it's very rare to find those type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not about the money. And that's I don't know. It's just a gem. When you find people like that, you have to value them. You have to give them their flowers, you know. Um, But so you do coaching as well. I not formal. So I've coached athletics forever. And I, I, my biggest piece of advice for any coach is when I was coaching like my athletes is like coach the human first and then the athlete because you mm-hmm. have to like get to know them. And as you know, as we grew up, I mean, especially in the corporate world, it was kind of like keep all your humanness out of this. Like you do a job, you're kind of like a soldier, like we don't care about your world. And now it's like you see Google and all these big companies putting in like napping stations and wellness stations and like therapy and all that. And I, I think that's so huge. And I've always done that, but I've never labeled myself as like a life coach or anything like that. But any of my athletic coaching was always about my kiddos and like their world first, especially our young people. I mean, they're going through so much nowadays, like things. I, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's just a whole nother layer. Um, and they see stuff. So I've just, it's been coming up in my world a lot to, to do that on a more formal level. Um, I've just been hesitant, but so anyways, perhaps this is universe coming through and nudging right. me in the right direction. But you probably will end up becoming a life coach. I mean, you sound like one. Who knows? Well, thank you. I hope that's a good thing. I never no, know. A perfect thing. We need more. We need people to share like their nuggets of wisdom yeah. and their insight and like where they've been. Like what, you know, as you said, you've experienced being rejected on a team and that, you know, kind of developed your leadership abilities because sometimes as a leader, um, being able to serve others, you do hear a lot of no's. You have to know how to keep going uh, in spite of the no. It's not rejection. It's just an opportunity, another yes. one. So you're just being redirected to something better. And I'm sure you did get on a better team. Do you? So do you still practice today? Like if yes. somebody wants to? Okay. So I don't do lacrosse anymore. I still do compete in CrossFit. Um, And it's been, that is like my church. That's like me being able to move my body and feel weight lifted. And like that kind of stuff is almost like spiritual to me. And I think it's very... Mm Like when you're competing to me, it's like the truth because there's nothing between like, there's nothing to hide behind. Like when you're out in a lacrosse game or you're on the competition floor, like you are so vulnerable, like what your abilities are, like it's all left out there. And, um, I feel so like sensitive to like when I'm coaching or competing with my athletes or whatever, even if they're older than me, um, because I know what vulnerable space that is. And, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. even as a singer, like when you're singing, you don't, 
it's all out there. So if you if you mess up or you don't perform well, like there's no wall, there's nothing to hide behind. But on the flip mm-hmm. side, it's so amazing because like you're your most vulnerable self sharing your gifts. And when people enjoy it, I don't think there's anything more validating or magical or connecting than being in alignment with that moment. Um and and kind of I don't know, living in it. So um I don't yes, I still compete and I think I do it now more for finding those moments than to actually compete, if that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. So you're in the Ministry of Fitness. Hey, yes, I'm gonna write that somewhere. Hey. <laughs> I'm here for it. And then I looked it up. There's actual website too. So oh, dang, shoot. Okay. somebody got to it before you. Oh yeah, shoot. but okay. that's cool. That's okay. They heard it here first. You could have um, used that one. Well, yeah, unfortunately. So, that isn't that funny, like there, everyone's got everything nowadays. Do you still sing? Do you keep yeah. that in your world? I do, okay. but I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm very, I love to sing, obviously. It's my first love. I will always love to sing. I'm going to keep singing no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but as far as doing it professionally, not really. Okay. Um, now I just kind of do it behind the scenes. Like, I've always wanted to be a background singer. Um, But I've ended up doing a lot of acting, doing a lot of um, like small acting gigs. So I've done that. I've done a little TV stuff in the background, just getting to know uh, the process and getting to meet with directors. So that was really fun. And then I said I'll do more, uh, more like faith based acting. For sure. And if it's sure. more like inspirational, kind of like Hallmark TV kind of things. I was literally just so, thinking that. And don't don't yeah. think of Hallmark. They are a majorly profitable business. So um not a bad pool to swim in a hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. It's for definitely sure. Yes. Uh, so, so that's I'm, probably where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, like let's put it just into universe now. What do you like what do you want to do? What would be like your ultimate? Or do you even have that figured out? I don't know that I have it figured well, out. Well, ultimately i would like to have a production company and have like a studio yeah and just crank out content that's faith-based and just continue to support others in their journey i love this so much yeah um there's a girl Mm -hmm. i had on my show that is Mm -hmm. faith-based and has utilized tiktok i'm gonna link you guys together just because i have okay um but i love it i love feeling uh well feeling connected but like this conscious conversation of um faith in any capacity, like really driven by something bigger. And I feel like it's coming up more and more. And to me, this from my, maybe my myopic view, but I feel like the more it's coming up, the more people are reconnecting to something larger. Do you feel like that? Like in your coaching or do you see it more in your everyday? I I do. I feel like a lot of people, even unbelievers, um, they just feel something that's bigger and that's connecting all of us that's why i've always said all faiths are welcome and faith is what drives me but what is something that you may believe in you know and that's your ministry so something bigger like whether some people believe it's the universe or whether they believe it's a deity in the way that i do Mm -hmm. um or they believe in like certain universal truths as long as you believe in like something, that's like a start because I mean, just going through life, not having any kind of belief in anything at all, it's yeah. it can be a bit lonely, you know, yeah. and it can be kind of depressing. So we all need something. And just even if you believe in other people, 
even like if you have a mentor or somebody to do life with, having a partner, believing in your in your marriage, your relationship, your family, whatever it is, uh, it's just very important to to have something to to kind of keep you glued together, if that makes sense. Um, and you know, we all have that. We all have that human connection at the end of the day. And it's what drives us. It's what allows us to to empathize with a, another human being. And I like to think that that driving force is love, and that that driving force is God. Um, just like how people came through during the pandemic, you know, people were stringing lights from one part of their block to another. You saw like the heart of of humanity. You saw the resilience in people deciding on their own to come together so that driving force to me that is god in motion in action so i love it yeah <laughs> it is it's what funny. it is yeah the hardest yeah. times kind of bring out the best in us it sucks that it takes that but it is some sort of silver lining where like i think our our humanness our the humanity comes out and all the bs mm -hmm. kind of melts away for a moment and exactly it doesn't matter like what color we were in that yeah. moment what our gender yeah. was what our age was uh, we were all trying to be a, a community that's church right there mm -hmm. that's true yes. church is really caring for one another um so i know that you were athlete you know maybe you might become a life coach who knows who knows but you also are a mother um are you with someone now also no, I well, I've got okay. three dogs, so no human okay. children. I'm mean, okay, hear them in the background going crazy on the Sunday. Um, okay, but no, single, three mm -hmm. dogs, um, podcaster, and awesome. and trying to maintain as an athlete is my LinkedIn resume essentially. Okay, and I like that you have fur babies. What type of dogs are they? Yes, I have three rescues, which is the most. Um, but when my one turned five, my second one I got, I wanted because just to keep her youthful in the mix. She is her name's Cleo. I call her Cleonce because she runs life. Um, <laughs> she, she, I my second one was a Love cattle it. dog, and the energy is unbelievable. So I'm like, I think I'm just gonna get a third dog because this cattle dog needs another dog. So mm -hmm. as irrational as that sounds, that's the dog story of three. Okay that's cool <laughs> it is they're so it. awesome yeah so are you are you big on traveling i want to hear more about the turmeric side because i feel like we know the tequila side of you yeah um we don't know the turmeric side well i i'm big on like core values self-exploration like understanding things i think the way mm -hmm. you were seeking in religion i was seeking in um like meaning essentially because like the way you were saying mm -hmm. it was but I would just like brand that as as more like meaning and purpose like what are we actually doing here like does this job matter does whatever matter so the turmeric side is more of like intentionality of um I think dialing in your personal world as much as you can because I do think that's how we like help the progressive whole um mm -hmm. but just finding like I've always been super curious on like religion, but intuitives, energy, like physics, mm -hmm. like quantum physics, mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. I'm super curious on like brain function, like how it all works together. Because mm -hmm. I mean, as you know, like you can be spiritual, do fitness. And then if your nutrition is trash, it kind of like impacts the other things. So you have to like right. keep this whole thing together. So I've been fascinated by um, kind of like, how can I like burn the candle at both ends and then still like mm -hmm. take care of my body and be a good person. Um, right like do as much as you can, but still stay in the lines essentially. Right. So that's kind of so, like the turmeric side. The turmeric side. Okay. So what is like a normal day in the life 
a new oh, turmeric. <laughs> right, right now I've gotten really good. I started a morning routine about two and a half years ago. Um, for an hour of journaling, reading, so reading, writing, um, I, I, the exercise is part of it, but I go straight to the gym right afterwards, uh, meditating and doing a little bit of stretching and affirmations. So I've been doing oh. that. That's yeah. An hour in the morning. And then I go straight to the gym and then we come home, walk the dogs cause they're the priority. And then mm -hmm. we get to, we get to work and just do computer stuff. And I'm guessing like you with the entrepreneur side in motion, every yes. day is a little bit different. Um, but computer and then, you know, easy. I like easy evenings, like good food, make something. Or, you know, if by chance we're doing a podcast or something, we fit things in. It's a little bit creative every day. Okay. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? Um, does tequila count? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, I would say, shoot, what do I love? I did a whole paper on um, chicken because not that I love chicken, but I'm like, it's has the most protein in it and blah, 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 the functioning. But like, if I really got to choose, um, man, I love burritos. I think burritos yeah. are awesome and they're good on the go. Super good on the go. Especially What's your when favorite you're busy. food? Um, I love island stuff. Anything island. Oh, stuff okay. Like I will definitely, it's finger licking good. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you a good so cook? If, you know what? I wouldn't call my cooking good. Honesty is critical. Honesty is critical. Right. Okay. I, you know what? If somebody came to my house and asked me to prepare them a meal, I would say you might want to order something as a backup. No, you order yeah. it. Just put it on one of your plates. That's like the yeah. <laughs> Throw away the branded napkins. Right. That's funny. If if you like go to a house warming party and they're just like, okay, yeah, we're having company over. Okay. That's hilarious. No, you don't, yeah, oh my God, yes, that's absolutely. I freaking love DiGiorno's. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite yeah. frozen pizzas. Nice. <laughs> Loves it. They so need to sponsor to our podcast. Yeah, you should. Do you have sponsorships? Stuff? No. Well, okay. so I, that's kind of my business. Like, so my consulting company, that's kind of what we do, like strategic partnerships, like building community and um, ambassadors and stuff. And mm -hmm. I haven't because uh, number one, it's still like the wild west and a lot of companies don't want to pay too much. And like, this is my passion project. Like, I don't want to be handcuffed by anything and I don't want to give it away for free. Like, it's certainly not perfect. Like it's a work in progress, you know, like it's, it's still kind of a mess in the mm -hmm. best way, but I just, I don't know. I didn't, I want to monetize it the right way. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm clearing what I want to put out there, but yeah. I, I don't want to just give it away. Have you explored any of that for your show? I've tried to, it's very hard because yeah. you also want it to like align with your core values. You want it to make sense. You don't mm -hmm. want to feel like, oh, okay, I'm just branding just a brand. Exactly. Um, but I, I love that you are heavy on brand partnerships and bringing that humanity yeah. into the the marketing arena. So what are some ways that you do that? Oh, my best advice. Um, I did a really good podcast. I can't remember what it is, but it's like monetizing your passion. I always tell people to listen to that because the number one thing, especially with working with influencers, you don't want to let these companies use you because we can't rebrand ourselves. If we have a million post signs in our yard, um, right. our audience is going to lose faith in us. And we're just going to look like we're going with anyone. So once we lose that authenticity and like that trust from our audience, like we get used as the influencer, as a podcaster or whatever. So I always say, be mindful of that. Um, which you already know in, in what you yeah. just said, like being authentic, but the good news is nowadays there are really intentional, 
um, companies like certified certified B corporations and nonprofits and big companies that are on diversity and inclusion and like you can get to their core values. So I always suggest like if you want to monetize, go like make a list of your 10 favorite things you already use. Like we're already talking about like DiGiorno or whatever and mm-hmm. go then do some research on the company. Find out, you know, do they speak to your core values? Do they speak like you speak? Do they believe the way you believe? And then start that path and reaching out to them. Like look on LinkedIn, who's running what? Hit them up on Instagram. I mean, you don't always have to go through agencies, which I would actually suggest you not do that because then they control the relationship. Um, It's a, it's a pretty in-depth conversation, but in a nutshell, just go after stuff you're already like a fan of you talk about. And that's, those are the companies you want to work with and cause you already have authentic endorsement and then obviously make sure that their core values line up with yours. Cause that's the long-term play um, <clears throat> and find a way to reach out to them. And there's some like pretty strategic ways to do that, but companies are more accessible than ever. It's not like how it used to be where you can't get to the marketing person. You can't find them. I mean, go on LinkedIn and Google who's running marketing for DiGiorno or whatever, and just kind of work your way in to see how you can get connected. Right. That's, that's true. I've heard that's the best frozen pizza too. <laughs> it oh, is the rising crust. It, again, we're not, we're not sponsoring them. We're not saying to go out and get them. <laughs> we're not, not yet. Came up randomly. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe, um, Kristen will, will go out and get them. But, yeah. um, as far as the turmeric side, I like the turmeric side. Thank you. Um, so do you, or do you cook with a lot of turmeric? Um, I do. Cause I, it is actually, so it's like the best, um, anti-inflammatory, like natural anti-inflammatory you can consume. You want to consume it with black pepper because it's a little more bioavailable. But anyways, uh, it's it's usually like in curries or Indian food, but it's phenomenally healthy and it really is an anti-inflammatory. So it's good for like your joints and your body and general inflammation in general. Um, I honestly don't love the flavor. I feel bad saying that, yeah. but I, I put it in everything anyways, just cause I know it's so healthy and, um, I don't not like it. I just don't like love it. Um, right. but it's, it's good. Okay. And for the power of it, it's just worth it. Just eat it. Hey, my show's coffee sips tea and I don't really like coffee. So really? I mean, yeah. Okay. And my name is coffee coffee. I like iced coffee. Okay. Like, I, that's pretty good. Are but you a big tea drinker? Were, I love tea. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Tea is the bomb. Okay. Yes. I'm there for so. tea. I love dandelion tea, like a detox mm-hmm. tea. Um, I'm with it. Okay. What's your favorite yeah. tea? My favorite tea. I, I, I love a good chamomile. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to have a tea sponsor. There's got to be some yeah. you love. That, that's I've never be your thought first of one. it. Oh, that's so sure. funny. In all these years, I've never thought of it. Having really? Yeah, really. Oh, yes. Go, write down They're your favorite here. tea companies and like literally put down all your like little media kit, like your information and you got to okay. hit them up. So you you just help when people get their brands together. Okay. Yes. So yeah. Bringing the humanity back to branding. That's what's up. Well, because because <laughs> here's the circle. The thing is like in mm-hmm. reality, I, I, most of my, well, my clients do get it because I'm attracting a certain person right now, but it's mm-hmm. it's not even about making money. It's about if we know, like kind of going back to the beginning of like social media is kind of like the defining reality for everybody, but particularly our young people. If you can get in there with like conscious brands and whatever, you're getting paid, they're getting paid. But we're also like elevating good people and getting out there and we're disrupting like some of these other companies that are trash, you know, big food, big pharma, like you're, you're right. interrupting what's going on. So it's so much bigger than even just getting paid or sponsorships it's like you're aligning with like-minded business people and then you know showing that partnership that community on a larger level a little cliche but true that's true and I I do like that that you say that and um just getting back to branding and partnering and 
just overcoming and just graciously doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we try. We try to do yeah. it that way. I mean, mm -hmm. what, in your business and like in what you do, I mean, isn't there kind of only one way as you get older? Like you just can't do it the wrong way. Like it's like, well, I, yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing. I feel like you're a rebel with a cause. I think that's what yeah. you, there is no <laughs> right or wrong way um, to doing these things. Yeah, It's just taking it one step at a time and just seeing how you go from there. Um, but as far as like partnerships go, what is a partnership that you would want to have? Uh, well, tequila is kind of on the top of my list. There's a few okay. companies that are woman owned. They've sourced an all um, woman owned agave factory in Mexico. Like they're really intentional about what they do in diversity and inclusion. So there's a couple of companies I am manifesting partnerships with. Um, cool. I would love to work with like a tumor company, obviously. And mm -hmm. then just some of my, my favorite, like I love Sono speakers. I think they're the best. Um, oh God, there's like a few things. I'm drawing a blank on stuff, but like, just like favorite foods, like just things I actually use in my life, even though it doesn't seem directly applicable to turmeric and tequila, it's, mm -hmm. it's mostly companies that are kind of like disruptors as well. Yeah, that's true. I, we do need more of that. We do need more yeah. branding um, that is really positive and really helpful and not just, as you said, just being a trash company, just trying <laughs> to make a, a profit. So you're not trying to just be a corporation. You're just honoring like the humanity of the person. Like that's what I see you doing. Like being more intentional in that and who you're partnering with, who you're aligning with. So that's yes. always, always good. Keeping it positive right. with coffee. Yeah. Um, well, usually on my show, like when we're kind of wrapping up a little, uh, we kind of say, some words of encouragement to people who are going out there. I don't know if you have like a closing on yours. Um, I, I usually just say like, where, where do we find you? Give me your things. But I like the okay. words of encouragement. Let's, uh, let's take your lead here. You tell me, how do you, how do you close the show? I like this. Yeah. So usually um, the guests will just say, you know, if for anyone listening, we call our community lovely, uh, lovely lattes. So we just say okay. anyone listening, um, give us, you know, give some words out there for anyone listening, how you can encourage them. Okay. Well, I, um, I felt encouraged today talking to you. So I will take that, what I digested, um, in, uh, I'm inspired by your open-mindedness, especially coming mm -hmm. from such a faith-based background where I would probably oh. stereotype that as like things need to be done a certain way in a nutshell. So I would, oh, yeah. I would just say open-minded, like keep your, stay open-minded, cultivate conversation and just be excited about um, those opportunities to converse. I think even us talking about like our fears in podcasting and, you know, things can go wrong. You can say the wrong things or make mistakes or whatever, but on, I think the good so much more ways outweighs the bad and um the gold that comes through in those conversations is everything so just being open-minded to connecting and, and talking to people awesome i like that staying yeah. open-minded cultivating uh conversations and just sharing and that's cool in an open sharing environment that's positive so uh, and then you said that you're like you sound like a super organized person, which is weird because I come from a faith-based faith background, but I'm super laid back and chill. Uh -huh. And 
can be messy and then you are just like not really super faith-based but yeah super I, organized so i don't know, I, don't know yeah. I think i'm i'm too murky i'm like a pretty juxtaposition on most things where i'm like yeah both sides of the coin so i'm organized and intentional about my, my business and my fitness and then my You're life right. like you can hear my dogs flying out the window like that there's <laughs> other parts that are just total chaos and it's not organized and and even though like I'm not like organized religion I'm deeply into like energy and spirituality and so it's kind of like yin and yang on a lot of things but I'm glad it appears okay. a certain way <laughs> well if you had to define like your spiritual path you know your spiritual background or where you are now how would you define that I think I would just say spirituality in general. I've leaned mm -hmm. into um, like organized religion a little bit, like kind of okay. like non-denominational whatnot. And I've, I, got, I've got, I go to church on Christmas and and those things. So it doesn't resonate. And I actually watched Transformation Church on YouTube for hey. a while. Yeah, such a production. But one of the mm -hmm. days, uh, we won't digress in this too much, but I was watching it. And the second I turned off, one of my paintings fell off the wall and unplugged my TV. Oh, and I know. That and was I, probably the devil <laughs> was well, attacking you. <laughs> I guess so. I literally, I sat there and I was like, it's a spiritual oh attack. I know. I'm well, I've heard different because I've asked intuitives about it. I'm like, is this a thing? Like, should I, I'm super weirded out by it. And, yeah. um, I don't know. It was just kind of like, I felt it was like a message that like that version of church wasn't my version. I'm, mm. I'm definitely here for larger order and whatnot and okay. and something bigger but i don't i don't even know that god's a guy like i don't know that like mm. there's just well he's he doesn't is from what i've learned he's not really he doesn't have a gender right you know that's kind spirit. of what I've, yeah, yeah yeah but we we call him we call we call our deity um he it's just out of respect you know yeah like mankind when we say humankind or to all men they're not talking like a specific gender at least that's the way that it's been conveyed to me so i hear that but i don't know i've i've heard people refer to god as a woman and divine <laughs> feminine and all this stuff. i don't really get caught up in it but if that's right. where they are then more power to them like i'm not here to convince them like my way is the best way because i understand there's like over 7 billion people on this planet everyone right. sees things a different way they have a different upbringing who's to say like your way is the right way or my way is the only way or my way is the right way like i don't i that's not a decision that i want to make for someone else i completely you know agree. what i'm saying so yeah. i'm just saying like this is what works for me and i'm here to share and take from it what you will like it's it's open for everyone like i'm i cannot i don't need to sell god I don't need to sell the scriptures. I don't need to sell the Bible. I don't, I literally don't have to do anything. It's just grace has been given to, to me and father God works through me. It's not about me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't Converting. know. If it yeah. Makes no, sense. <laughs> I, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And I, I think mm -hmm. that is the most inspirational point when you're not in like the sales mode. And I think that's when it right. welcomes it all in to me, like kind of what you're right. saying is it's just all branding. Like I, I I'm so with you. Like I don't really get caught up in like the labels of it. It's more mm -hmm. just like the underlying message. Like, how are you showing up and what do you believe in and how right. you package? It's fine. But like, it's just, how does it inspire your daily actions? Right. Kind of my takeaway. And, and that's the thing too, like with churchianity is like, 
a lot of corporate stuff and mm-hmm. 501c3 i'm probably gonna step on a lot of toes oh wow <laughs> but it's like we've become so corporate oh for in sure. our style of worship that we really forgot like the community aspect we mm-hmm. forgot about you know the the shared culture of it and mm-hmm. just saying hey if you would have asked me i would have given you living water mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. And and oh, come see a man that told me all I ever did. So that was just him saying, "Hey, like I understand you have your laws. I understand you have your religious um, rituals, but now it's a time to get back to the original way of like when we were in Eden, when God said that we were very good in the way He created us, you know, and not trying to create a man-made thing around it." Yes. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> what, I mean, would you agree too? like, if you're intentional about stuff, like it'll find you? Of course. If you're, yeah. if you're being intentional in what you're doing, you're eventually gonna, you're gonna eventually meet people. And once you meet people, either the opportunity is going to present itself in a way where it aligns with you and you say yes, or maybe it, you maybe you may um, get redirected to something else. Mm-hmm. that so it's not really you're rejecting anyone no one is rejecting you you're just like constantly recalibrate recalibrating your path if, if that. that makes sense yeah um, I think that's life so, in general yeah that's life in general like you can be intentional all you want but sometimes it just wasn't <laughs> right it wasn't that particular opportunity was meant for you and you'll know yeah um but at the same time um if it may not just be the right time for that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, just like going back in the beginning, like we thought we wanted to be gospel stars and we thought we were going to be the next best thing yeah. in the gospel arena and the door just quietly closed. Uh, so a lot of us kind of had to go to a different plan, but the the path was still there. Like, is, and we still going to end up one place and anyway, however, yeah. on the journey there, there's going to be a lot of stuff, a lot of things. And it may seem like it's a coincidence, but it's really not. Like everything was already planned out and thought out way before we came here. So I kind of believe in a little bit of predestination okay. and a little bit of us having an intention. And we can have the best intentions and be very intentional, but our steps are pretty much established and ordained for us. And it's very hard for us to go too off track from that. Amen. I I agree with you. I do think you have to show up, whatever that means. I think you got to somehow show up and then, but I do agree there is, there's an order. Like there is an order to things. If, if we do show up though, that is kind of making an intention. Yeah. That is showing intention, just showing up. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. But as far as we are able to control every part of our life and our destiny. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think that could Don't be your wise words. The lattes. Well, cause <laughs> yeah. you can fight it. You can think that, but I mean, as we get older, that's probably one yeah. lesson I've learned time and time again. It's like show up, do what you can, but truthfully, like there's so much we don't control and that's just the way it is. Yes. Yes. Well, do you have like a, a name for your community? Not, no, not really. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, no. I kind of do okay. my thing with like intuitives or like I go to a, a church like once a year for during the holidays and I, my like gratitude mm-hmm. and just like my daily practice, like my morning routine is probably like the most like air, air quoting, like religious thing I do. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, it's like 
mostly just being around good people doing good things like people I want to be like. Mm -hmm. So then in turn, I'm the most useful for this world. I don't know if that makes sense. That's kind of like the end game and like the, um, the way I keep myself accountable. And mm -hmm. there's a quote by Benjamin Franklin and it says, I'd rather it be said he lived usefully than died rich. And sure. that's always just resonating because I think we're here to be useful, like to, to give what you can and do what you can. And I think when you are taking care of your business, like that's when that you are useful. Okay. I love it. So I don't know if that's religious. Or so not, when you're but... taking care of you <laughs> and then taking care of your business. So you, you believe that if you, take care of yourself first then you'll have more to like give to others yeah and not from like a selfish space mm -hmm. but more of like if you are especially if you're in like a leadership role like really dialing in and like unpacking mm -hmm. stuff so you can be you know, the most useful um to others in whatever way that is it doesn't even have to be like grandiose right. gestures just like mindful you know opening their door or like little stuff to just be right. a contributing factor in society so how are you like What's your way of contributing to society um, as far as like branding and marketing with others? Like, how are you able to connect them to their opportunities? Well, so right now, even over the past, like after COVID, I started, well, probably even before, but I didn't really consciously call it, but we work specifically with mission-driven humans. So okay. people that are aligning with like 501c3s or certified Bs or companies that are somehow presenting their core values before their angle on profit. Like, so back in the day, a lot of companies were coming in and it's just like, we we started this company because we saw the margins and it was amazing. And we started, you know, selling cell phones or whatever. Nowadays, it's like, I started this cracker company because my kid was could only eat gluten-free. So I built these, I designed these crackers and this recipe. And now we're doing this, like we're here to make money, but like we're doing it because like we're mission driven in this providing a better thing for like the gluten-free community. So we truly mm -hmm. work with the companies that are intentional in that capacity. And again, because that to me, like, yes, we need to make money, we need to be profitable, but really we're disrupting some of these other situations that are just there for margin and they're not maybe telling the whole truth on their ingredients or whatever they're doing. But here's this company that's doing it like the really hard way from a really core value driven space. That's who we want to work with. Um, okay. So that's and kind so of what connects in the business world for me. Right. So you said you were doing cell phones, you were trying to. Oh, no, th that was just an example. Okay. We, we oh, just an example. Tons of like, I do a lot with consumer packaged good companies, mm -hmm. um, like crackers or, or, um, lots in like, not lots, but a little bit in like supplements or like turmeric stuff. And okay. we look at those kind of companies. Um, okay. so give me like an example of like when you did that. Uh, so we just did, mm -hmm. well, two years ago, right when the pandemic was happening, we worked with Red Bull, um, which, you know, I'm not big on energy drinks, but we work specifically with their Wings for Life um, <clears throat> portion of the company, which is their 501c3, and it directly benefits um, spinal cord injuries. So we mm -hmm. were hired to build out the Denver leg of this race where mm -hmm. it's a worldwide race. Everybody gets on um, their cell phone. And it was ironic that it was the pandemic, but you could literally run through your cell phone, like get on the app. And then everybody in the world is running this race at the same time. And it benefits um, the spinal cord research. So it's like, here you have this traditional company, Red Bull, but we were specifically on the side of the, the 501c, the nonprofit, but community building, spreading the gospel of like what they're doing at spinal cord injury, that kind of stuff. So we're like, that's more our sorts of projects and the things that we like to work with and promote. 
Okay, I like that. So everyone was on their phone and they were doing a race. Was it like a virtual race? Well, 2020 literally was happening this time. So there was an in-person, that's yeah. what we're hired to do is build the Denver Lake. But as things mm -hmm. were shutting down, everything went digital. So it was, we were fortunate that the digital option was even available for this race. And now there's tons of races that have this digital option. Um, but it was digital also because it's all over the world. So everywhere in the okay. world, like some people were getting up at 2 a.m., some people at 10 p.m. Um, but that's how, if you couldn't do it in person, you were on your phone logging in with everybody at the same time that's cool so everybody was logging in and what were they saying they were like checking in and they were saying well they had they had built out red bull had built out this whole app and um wings for life mm -hmm. had built out this whole thing where you you get on and then it tracks you and so you could show like where your team was what time you ran it'll place you like it put everybody kind of in the same space digitally so they had like this whole extensive app that put it all together okay all right. So they were putting together and I just want to hear more about this. I think this is really interesting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's worth looking up. It's really cool. And they've done a great job. They've run, uh, raised, I mean, millions of dollars, but it's pretty cool mm -hmm. to see like the world come together literally at one point and get on an app and run together. It's, it was pretty, and it was during the pandemic where we're all, you know, right. super cut out and, and disconnected. It was like a really cool connection point. It was interesting too, because a lot of us were kind of already prepared and people were just hopping on Zoom. It felt yeah. like it was more, <laughs> more uh, meetings yeah. virtually than it was in person, which is hard for the my inner introvert, of course. But so you had a wing for life. Um, they were funding a spinal cord research um, mm -hmm. through Red Bull. And people were physically running, but also checking in on an app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically right. everybody was on the app, but there was like meeting points in um, different parts where you had to run like six feet apart. Again, it was kind of just like, it's not how oh, it's normally oh. been done, but yeah. there were like groups that got together and, and ran. Um, were yeah. you running in this race too? I did. Or yeah, it was, just... oh, nice. it was, okay. um, it was set up where you can run. You ran as far as you could. Oh God, I can't remember. It's been a couple of years now, but you ran as far as you mm -hmm. could, I think in like an hour or, and then like, there's this car on the app that catches you. And once you caught were caught, you were done. Okay. Um, to, to maintain a pace, but yeah, we ran, I think we ran like six or seven miles. It was longer than I thought. <laughs> cool. So would you do any marathons like that? Today oh, or I don't no. know. <laughs> I don't, I've done a half marathon. I don't know if my body, uh -huh. my like, knees and stuff. I don't know if a marathon's in the deck of cards for me, but, um, okay. to check it off the list, I'd like to do it, but like, do I want to do it? Mm, yeah. Not really. I think you should, if <laughs> okay. you did, if you wanted to, of course, we'll see, that was we'll see. Um, you never know. Because yeah. So what do you do at the gym? I'm kind of interested in your routine. Um, CrossFit. So it's all okay. things. I'm one of those. Uh, I'm a little bit more balanced now, like I said, because we're just taking care of the body at this point. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I competed for so many years. Um, it's nice to get back into it and love it again because you have that skill set. Um, mm -hmm. So I do a CrossFit class, a little bit of lifting and a teeny bit of cardio in there and, um, you know, hang out with my fellow CrossFitters. Okay, so CrossFit is is like a little bit of everything. Is it like that running back and forth with the legs? Um, yeah, it's 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 like cross training. I mean, it's kind mm -hmm. of like um aerobics, like what we did back in the day, plus like some Oli lift, like Olympic lifting stuff. Okay, so it's like high intensity training type things. High intensity training. Yeah, you probably could do personal training. And <laughs> Maybe. Well, I you don't probably. Know. Could. Yeah, the Ministry of Fitness is, yeah. Ministry of Fitness. <laughs> Do you have, like, a, a personal trainer or someone you work with, like, a group of people? 
No, I just go to the class. Like you, you, um, you pay to go to a gym and then they just have daily Mm -hmm. classes. And so there's a coach at every class. So whatever the coach is, is, um, who coaches us. Okay. And now tell me some more about like your favorite, like cheat days, like cheat days, like food wise. Yes. Yes. Um, well for sure a little (laughs) bit of tequila. Um, I, I guess burritos I'm here for tacos. Um, that to me is still healthy. Maybe I'm really. Yeah, okay. I don't know. They're, I think my burritos aren't that healthy. Maybe they are they like are, okay. queso and sour cream and like all the mm-hmm. goods. Um, mm-hmm. Like what I'm, about junk food? Junk food? Um, I'm, I love chips. So any salt okay. and vinegar chips I'm here for. I'm not yeah. a big sweet eater. Like I'm not into, I love Sour Patch Kids and Dots, which is like the weirdest candy ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anything else like Snickers, I, I'm not like a big um, like candy person like that. I would do more like chips. Mm-hmm or pretzels or like salt stuff right and then we are actually recording this on the lord's day on a sunday you're right and you usually like go to church sometimes or only during like christmas there's one um there's like this super progressive church right by my house i just found it like a year ago and i've been here for like 13 years but um Mm -hmm. i went there this chris this past christmas and i'm gonna go there again this year it was like an hour it was outdoors it was quick um really cool group of humans and um i'm gonna continue to go there i think that's awesome hey wherever you can get it like and i love the holiday ones too the holiday <laughs> i know i'll go a little more frequently. hi it's christmas again <laughs> yeah. I, like i'm back see you next year <laughs> right see you next year <laughs> I, I've, I've totally done that completely understand no judgment yeah. um i need an in-person one because right now i'm like having to go online so if you guys can give some suggestions, hit your girl would up. Be totally into it. Yeah, hit your girl up yeah. on um. Where did you say um our handles? I'm on yeah. Uh, Book of yeah, Faces. Find on my show. <laughs> where do you find you? Are you on Instagram? Um, no, I, I call it Instagram. No, I'm not on Insta thought at all. <laughs> I don't do. I like that. I'm kind yeah, of on Twitter. It. I'm okay. Um, at hot sessions one two three, also book of faces as we call it on my show. Um, um at honey nine nine, honey nine nine. So, I love it. And I do have another handle, coffee ole, um, on book of faces as well. So, Boom. that's pretty much it. Like I'm not big on social media. I remember when we didn't really have it. You know, back in college. Do you remember when Book of Faces was just for people in college? I do. Well, I was just out of college. So like 2008 mm-hmm. is, I think, when I got on. So I was out like four mm-hmm. years out. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's everything. I actually I've predict I've when I, I've done a little bit of speaking, and I I say I think that social media will become completely taboo. And yes. So I like, think it social already is, before- but. Like, it was so cool because it was like, okay, it was only for college students. And then it was for, it opened up to like, okay, friends mm-hmm. who knew you or friends of friends. Like, that was still cool. Family members, that was still cool. And then it was like, they opened it to every single body. Like, anyone mm-hmm. can find you now. It's It can be... It's a lot. A bit. Yeah, it is a lot now. Like, and then I remember when we just only had MySpace, um, when we had like the one friend. Everyone had that one friend. I don't <laughs> Tom know. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 I wonder how he's doing. I know. Was that a real human? Yes, he's a real person. Okay. <laughs> so maybe it was like, God. God was so showing much. up digitally. 
Yeah, it's like you could have music on your page. Like people would have all the glitter all and all of this. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a MySpace page? I absolutely did. And I had Justin Timberlake's My Love, one of my favorite songs ever as my what? song. Yeah, that is what his album came out. Yeah, way back, (laughs) way back. Awesome. Well, I mean, this was really fun uh, for us to talk. Uh, I hope this was good for you. We did a mashup episode. Like, who'd ever thunk? And you're. I just think that you're awesome. I I feel like, like if I came to your house, we would just be sipping having some yes. brunch go outside by like the sea like yes. I, you know and just get our mats out and just do some light stretching and stuff like that uh, like let's, that let's like make that awesome. happen at some point okay girl hit me up so. and I, 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 I will definitely hit you up when i get my mansion okay yeah, please so, do yes. <laughs> when i get my choir i'm gonna call you and consult me like what yes. i need to do here what's up i what's wanted up to this? hear more about that i, I don't see. You heard all of it. That that was it right there. I do actually have That's a, a, a playlist okay. on Spotify where I know the songs I even want. So it's a whole yes. thing. Yes, but... hit me up. Send okay. me that that playlist. I'm okay. happy to hear. Girl, <laughs> that you sing in my language, hey. literally. Okay, we'll see. I love we'll see. it. Like you, yes. like for listeners out there, like just picture like you're on the beach and there's like a house on the beach and there's like you know sheets just billowing in the yes. light sea breeze and then you're just having like some nice mats by the beach side you have people like bringing a fruit platter and little oh bottomless gosh. mimosas like yes. doesn't that sound heavenly oh my god yes okay your lips let, let me ears, leave you with please. that what happened i said your lips to god's ears please 100 percent. yes like don't we need to get Kristen to have that let's make that happen for shorty she deserves it she's hey. a regular yeah, like I'm trying to be a guest. Yeah, don't don't leave yourself out. You can have the mansion right okay. next door. Let's just have a collective beach here. Okay, let's have a collective <laughs> beach, and we can invite like some of our awesome people who can hit us up, get yeah. some massages, y'all. Yes. How you like that? And fully, fully in your robe. Okay, I'm with it. Yeah, get your hair laid, get in like yes. some spa treatments. Okay. <laughs> That's probably what she does on the low. That's probably why she looks so young, but she don't want to tell us. <laughs> no, I need to do more. No, the budget, the, uh-huh. all that goes to fitness. Um, okay. But in due time, yes, I'm here. I actually think massages, face, all that stuff's really important. So we're creating more budget for that. So I'm glad you just said that. Put that out into universe. We're here for it. Okay. We're, we're totally down. Okay. Well, as we always say on the Coffee Sips Tea podcast. I'm your host, Call Me Coffee, coming to you with another epi. And me and Kristen are saying bye. Thank you for the time and energy. Yes, absolutely. And that is a wrap. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.